Welcome to Embodied Entrepreneur. This podcast helps female entrepreneurs heal trauma and regulate the nervous system so that they can build a profitable, sustainable, and anxiety-free business. I'm your host, Sheridan Ruth. Today, I'm sharing my story on how I healed my fear of men um, as it relates to relationships with men as friends, as clients, and romantically. So this podcast was inspired because I've recently signed on a couple of one-on-one male clients. I haven't done that in quite a few years, back when I was teaching yoga uh, in the middle of, no, just before the pandemic. And um, it was actually this really, really cool moment because I didn't realize that I had done it. I kind of sit back and I was looking at the week and I was like oh huh this week I started working with two new people and they're both men and it felt so easy and I didn't oh okay that's kind of cool because I had been very very hesitant to work with men since I started this more deep work in the coaching world I worked with men before I taught English for a period of time when I was doing commercial mortgage say um mortgage brokering all of my clients were men um but I had some really difficult experiences, both opening my heart romantically to men, um, as well as teaching men English or yoga, where it felt, where it felt really, if I'm very honest with you, it felt really, really unsafe. It felt unsafe. It felt like I needed to be a different version of myself around men because It felt like they were going to do something. And I think that there's a lot of validity in that. There's a lot of validity in the fact that physically men are larger than women. And if you're in a one-on-one setting with them and you're alone and they're not a safe man, I think there's a really primal, healthy hesitance and fear. But I was definitely noticing that it... (sighs) While it was really, really valid, it was a little bit bigger than it needed to be and it was impacting my ability to actually relate to men and to be all of myself all of the time. Curious if anyone else has experienced that where you've just felt, you've just felt like there's something that needed to change about you when you were around men in order for you to keep yourself safe. So the way that this felt in my body was this kind of constrict constriction in my chest and anxiety or I would avoid being alone with men I would avoid being alone with my boyfriend's friends I would avoid being alone with the coordinators of the community spaces that I was in uh, I would even try and avoid being alone with my co-workers and, and I just I just avoided them because I didn't want to feel that discomfort inside of my body around them I also f- changed who I was around them I kind of there was like this part of me tell me if this has ever felt true for you that felt like there was the Sheridan that was like this really powerful woman that men wouldn't fuck with but then there was also the Sheridan that knew my own power around how to manipulate a man to be honest how to get what I wanted. I understood that I had some leverage, some power I could 
manipulate the way that I spoke, the way that I moved and things that I did to evoke some type of response inside of him. And it's kind of, it's kind of icky. It's an icky thing to address on the internet. And I, it's true. <laughs> um, and, but it happened and I did this icky thing because not to justify it or anything, but because it was the only way that I knew that this is shape shifting that I did because I felt that I needed to keep myself safe. It felt like I didn't really have an option. Like that was the best thing I could do. Tell me if that feels true for you. That's ever felt true for you. Um, other ways it manifested was I just, there was just a lot of pain around then. I was always suspicious of them. I was always overthinking around them. I was always just, uh, it just, there was like a big block, like a big no. I would get, I, I went through a period of time where I would get all of these DMs from men saying, do you work with men? 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 And at the time, I would look at this to see DMs and immediately just like almost freeze and I just be like, no, 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 I don't. And while I think there's a level of professionalism that I was taking on and saying, no, I don't because of my experience is more with women. I kind of was hiding behind that a little bit. <laughs> I was hiding behind it. Because it felt like if I was to work with men, then I would be exposing myself. Tell me again. I want to know all of this, how it resonates, if it feels true for you. I've had a couple of people say little things that makes me think that it has and that, that feels very resonant with you. Um, so we feel this ickiness. I was also really suspicious of any man that messaged me. And I was like, that's it. If they are at all friendly to me, they just, they want to see my pants. That's it. So I didn't have any guy friends. And I hid behind the fact that I was like, oh, well, I'm in a relationship. I shouldn't really have that many guy friends. I kind of hid behind that excuse. The truth was I felt really awkward. I didn't know how to have guy friends because for me, it was either they're very undangerous or you're having sex with them. Or you're having sex with them and they're still a, a dangerous type of man. Um, that was very, that was kind of Sheridan. She doesn't do that anymore. But. I wasn't able to have these healthy relationships. There was a wonderful quote that I heard. It wasn't a quote. It was kind of this context in this um, talk uh, from the womb room where I really, I really like their work and the way that they work with masculine and feminine um, relationships. And they speak about how men are our brothers or they are our lovers. And... It is up to the woman and the man to figure out what that relationship is. Is it a brother relationship where they are a brother or is it a lover relationship? And together you can negotiate and decipher which one you want it to be and maybe at which time. So I only saw men as they want to be my lover. I didn't know how to have this brotherhood, sisterhood with them. And because of that, because of the lack of safety inside, the lack of safety with them, 
I felt like I just couldn't express myself. I couldn't go dancing. I had to be careful about the clothes that I wear. Um, I couldn't be happy and friendly because what if they think that I'm flirting and what if I say no to them and then what if they X, Y, Z, not even going to say that word. But these were the genuine fears that I had. And, of course, if I'm not feeling safe, I'm not working with them as clients, even though I can help them, even though they want me to help them. I am not making friends. And uh, romantically, things are going to be really, really icky. Whether I was pursuing the dating, pursuing different people, or not doing that at all, or in a long-term relationship. Because a lot of us end up in a long-term relationship and we're like, oh, but my guy is X, Y, Z. He is different. But we still have this underlying fear of men that manifests when that man does something or just manifests when we we see him as this other, this thing. And yes, he's really special. And yes, he's really amazing. And I'm sure he is. But if I'm still afraid of his essence, his genitals, him, I'm going to be running every single thing that I do through a filter. And then, of course, when I'm in relationship with him, there's going to be an element of resistance and there's going to be an element of anxiety. Boom. So that's kind of the before. (laughs) Tell me if that resonates with you. And in a moment, I'm going to dive into what I have done to get to that point where it's like, oh, I, I healed this without having to go through another dark night of the soul. Let me take a sip of my coffee. (sighs) So two questions, Sam. Number one is, do I trust masculinity? And the other one is, do I trust myself with men? Let's talk a little bit about masculinity and femininity. I'm not talking about your genitals. I am talking your sex. I'm not even talking about your gender. I'm talking about the essence and energy that you tend to sway towards or have more of, right? I identify as a feminine essence woman. I do so many things that are extremely masculine, like masculine energy, which I'm going to define for you in a second. But I'm a feminine essence woman and I happen to have there are some studies out there that say that most people who are born as a male are masculine essence beings 80 percent or so but what we're really asking when we ask how to heal this relationship with men is how do we heal the relationship with the masculine the masculine energy that is inside of men I'm just going to, I'm just going to use he and she pronouns. It's so much easier. If it makes you feel more comfortable to replace it with something else, please do. For me, this is very simple and makes the most sense. So if it makes you feel, yeah, what we're doing when we're looking at our relationship with men, do I trust men? What we're really asking is, do I trust the masculine energy inside of men? Do I trust the divine masculine energy? And do I trust myself with that divine masculine energy? Do I trust the divine masculine energy inside of me to be with the divine masculine energy externally? And do I trust the divine masculine energy inside of me to be with the wounded masculine energy? So let's look at divine masculine, define feminine, and define and the wounded 
very quickly. Divine masculine energy in its most pure, beautiful form is that it's that part of us that understands time and space. It is clear and it is direct and it is that loving fatherly essence. It is protective. It is nurturing. It is all about being safe. It is all about being aware. It is that sword of truth and clarity. It is this ability to be deeply present, to speak that truth, to seek truth. It is clear. It values communication and it values containers. It is boundaries, it's borders, it's hard yeses and hard noes. It is he who observes. It is the part of us that is holding firm and observing and holding firm and allowing energy and chaos to be around us. It is that pole, that strong pole. The wounded masculine is that macho toxic using power to dominate. Um, that hierarchical essence and uh, I'm not even going to go really far because we all recognize it. It's that toxicity, that macho culture, that dominance culture. The divine feminine is the energy that is chaos, but in a beautiful way. It is expressive and emotional and intuitive. It is energetic it is alive it loves light it just wants to love and move it is she who loves she who moves it is fierce and soft at the same time it is dynamic and diverse it is this bottom up energy the masculine is kind of like head and heart but the feminine is this bottom up energy coming from your legs coming from the earth it is this essence inside of you that is feminine and, and this is why this has really been my path of understanding that feminine energy being somebody who doesn't have any hair who has been mistaken to look like a man because of that it's this essence that runs through you that is feminine that's what makes you feminine that's feminine essence and so what we're healing here is our relationship with masculine with the men and our relationship with ourselves and trusting ourselves to be and uh, what I've done is I've written down the specific things that I did. This is not a comprehensive list. That was This is a question. Somebody asked me, what did you do? I've just done that. And I'm going to read them to you. So the first thing that I did, which was actually probably the hardest because I had a really big part of me that because of the trauma that I'd had in the part was very reluctant to take, to let go of this belief because it felt that it really needed protecting, which was I had to stop seeing it as men and women and instead seeing it as humans with masculine energy and feminine energy. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like gender, like men and women and they, and it's, it's not that, um, although that's a maybe a helpful way, a lens to kind of reach this place that I'm talking about. But instead of seeing it as like, how do I start trusting men? It's how do I just trust myself with people? How do I trust humans? How do I discern which humans to trust and which not? How do I trust myself with humans? How do I trust myself with humans that have a lot of masculine energy? How do I trust myself with humans that have a lot of power? 
how do I trust myself with humans who have been socialized in this specific way? Tell me if this is making, like, hitting for you. I'm curious to know if you have any questions about it. Please write your thoughts. So, yeah. Instead of seeing it as, like, how do I heal my relationship with men? It's how do I heal my relationships with humans and feeling safe to be vulnerable and expressed around them? I had to let go of this idea of men versus women and really bring it back to myself and just be me versus me. And that was very helpful. And I think that's part of the reason why at the end where I was able to sit back and be like, oh, wow, I have really, really healthy relationships with men now. And I'm signing clients as men and I'm feeling really good in friendships with men. And I feel really, really good um, sexually and romantically with men. It's because I took this roundabout way to get there. And I didn't go in with this knife energy of like, how are we going to heal my trauma? I just said, how do I, how do I trust myself? We'll talk about that in a second. So I, I did what, what I've just invited you to do, which was separate the divine masculine energy. And it's kind of different to what I just invited you. But I had to separate this divine masculine energy from the universe, from spirits, the beautiful idealistic way of understanding this energy from human men. And I started relating to the divine masculine energy through containers and communication and clarity, um, meditation, my, my experience with discipline, going to the gym, um, like discipline, going to the gym, just because that, that felt more like more disciplined, there's more strength that's involved, right? Um, through plant medicine, tobacco is a masculine, uh, it's a masculine medicine according to plant medicine. And I have really, really struggled with it. And so not that we all need to do tobacco, but I've been in ceremonies where it's just really made me very physically sick. And I'm not at a point where I would smoke cigars or anything like that, but I got to go and look at, okay, what is my relationship with the sun, with tobacco, with, with all of these masculine archetypes? I didn't really have one. And so I went and I created one. And these are these divine, elemental, idealistic, ideal relationships with the masculine. And then I had to separate it from all men and all humans. And remember that we are really, 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 we're so human. <laughs> so We're so human. Because I feel like there was a part of me that was like putting these men on a pedestal and hoping and expecting them to be the man. Hi, Stan. And then I would be disappointed. And there's a really wonderful podcast by Omru Pani, who wrote um, Prerequisites for Ecstasy, which is a great book. I really like it. And he talks about how the feminine is obsessed with feeling disappointed by the masculine. And that's where we end up in nitpicking and complaining and criticizing. And I thought that was a really, really wonderful podcast. And it talks about um, this obsession. And for me, it made sense to just separate it and once again, come back to where humans expressing with different energies and essences, and we are flawed. And while that's very, very hard and traumatic for me, and while it can create a protective barrier around my heart, and while it can make it harder to be in relationship, I can hold myself through that. I can heal that. I can be okay and I can learn to trust another human. And when they fuck up, because they will, because I will, I can still be okay. Tell me if that's resonating or if you have questions. 
Mm, thank you. I'm so drawn to the sun and I've had a lot, of, a lot of masculine power healing to do. Really appreciate discerning between man and woman and human. Yeah. Yeah. The sun is such a beautiful way to receive the masculine energy. That like sharp, warm clarity and that guidance and really like illuminating the path. If you're into mantras, dietary mantra is a beautiful way to work with that. Um, oh, there are so many. Send me a message. We'll talk about it. Um, yay. And so I was doing that. So we're separating. We're working with the divine masculine, creating a relationship with divine masculine in a very healthy way, your own sense of discipline and clarity, communication and containers, boundaries, etc. You're welcome, Gabrielle. And what we're also doing is looking for the good, looking for the good in men and the masculine and finding evidence. Your brain, if you have any type of pain around men, has a history of looking for signs. It's on hyper alert. It's looking for signs that there is possible danger and that men are out to get you. That's where I was. I don't know if that's where you are, but that's where I was. And so that's why I would get these inquiries, um, friendships with men. And I was like, oh, that's it. He's trying to get my pants. Sometimes they were, sometimes they weren't. Two, I would get inquiries about clients and I'd be like, oh, no, I can't work with them because I, men are bad, right? And so, yeah, yeah. What we have to do is we have to counteract the parts of ourselves that are hypervigilant for the negative. We already have a negative bias. If you have trauma, you are hypervigilant for the negative and signs of danger. And we just need to start looking and finding evidence to support the fact that maybe it's a little bit more nuanced. Here's an important thing. I'm not saying that you need to go out and find evidence that all men are good. I'm asking you to find evidence that maybe it's a little bit more nuanced. Maybe there is gray within the black and white. And that looks like if there is a man that messages you and is clear about what he wants, say, oh, I love how clear that was recognizing that if you witness a man doing something loving for somebody else looking at that and saying isn't that so protective even if it's like they're trying to take the grocery bags out of her hand but she didn't want that and then he's like trying to do something with the door and she's like oh that doesn't make sense can we still witness inside of that person that there is a desire to protect maybe we disagree on the how but we can witness and we can recognize that there is a desire to protect protect so finding the good parts finding this evidence that this energy does exist and that they are there is this masculine energy that's that wants us to feel free and safe and good and taking that and feeding it and allowing it to trickle down into the parts of you that need the most safety and healing and that might be ready to see the world a little bit different to the way that they were seeing it prior That's step one. Step two, which is done simultaneously with step one, is to trust yourself, to learn to trust yourself. This topic is too big for one podcast episode, one Instagram live, but it is really important. I think the reason that I was able to spontaneously heal my relationship with men is because I have been showing up for myself 
for years. I mean, I was diagnosed with complex PTSD in 2018. And I, for those of you that don't know, I won't go into it completely, but that diagnosis was very important for me. I was a shell at that point. I had no confidence. I had been in a really abusive relationship with recently passed away from suicide. I was estranged from a lot of my family. And I look back now and I think, wow, that was actually a lot worse than I thought that it was. And it's from my consistent showing up to do my own trauma healing, to work with my body, to alchemize my emotions, to be aware of my nervous system all of the time consistently without making it mean that the fact that I'm still going means that I've done something wrong, just showing and practicing and practicing and practicing, showing up for myself, see that divine masculine discipline, showing up for myself, taking risks, working with coaches and mentors and doing my own internal inquiry consistently that has allowed this spontaneous healing to happen because nobody wants to be thriving with other people. It wants to be in connection with other people. It wants to commune with the person of the opposite sex. You want that. You are made for that. And when we come back home to our body and we allow it to rest and find the intelligence it has inside to heal and maintain connection, the healing is spontaneous. It's not hard. It's, it, it can be uncomfortable at times. It's so hard. Yeah, you're so welcome, Gabrielle. Thank you for joining. No, no, what? So it's just showing up. You just show up for yourself. You just show up for yourself. You do your work. You work with your mentor, your coach. You do your meditation. You do your awareness. You download the PDF, download the nervous system PDF. That's been really big. Um, you find the link in my bio for that to do that nervous system awareness work. And Number two is I stopped trying to be in relationship with men. I stopped trying to work with men. If people ask this for this podcast because they wanted to be able to work with men as clients, but don't stop, don't do that. If if you have pain in your relationship with men, allow allow yourself to just honor that. Okay, no, I don't need to work with men. Go work with other people, women, um, non-binary, and let that be uh, honor your no honor your no and then come back when it is time and the things will happen i said i'm not going to work with men i still had people coming into my dms asking for me to work with them and when it was time i said yes focus more on your trauma healing your self-trust processing your emotions as it relates to past experiences just focus on the healing aspect of it because what we're doing here is you're learning your no and you're respecting your no and that is a ma- that is a divine masculine trait and that was really really important yeah like honor your no which is actually the third point that I made here hi Sushana the third point I made here which was I started learning my yes and my no acting on it and trusting it without needing to justify it particularly with men this is hard if you have an experience with um, OCD and anxiety because. It's like, oh, what's my no? I'm always the type of person. I never really get to like a 90% yes uh, with most things that are very important. I'm more of like a, I never get to 100% yes. I'm more of like a 90% yes and 10% really scared, like, but figure it out. But with men, I just say, you know what? I'm going to give myself permission. If this feels off, that's fine. I'm not going to justify it. 
I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust that. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to explain it through my trauma. I'm not going to try and heal something so that it can become a yes. I'm just going to trust my no and not justify it. And that has like attuned my vessel, my compass in my body to be able to now be around a man, feel into my body. How do I feel when I'm with this person and discern whether they are trustworthy or not? And the more that I have been able to do that, Every single time without without fail, I will hear a no now in my body. And I'll be like, eh, that guy's a no. And yes, I find out later on that if there something happens, like it's a friend of a friend or um somebody who I was suspicious about, and uh, like something happens. And I'm like, yeah, that's that was a no. I was correct in my in my um judgment. Yeah. So learning that yes and learning your no, and we do that through understanding our emotions, our sensations, and our thoughts. We do that through somatic healing. You do that when you work with me. And I had more interactions with men. Like you just got to get out there and have the interactions. You can't be a hermit. Um, I have a really wonderful male mentor uh, who is a pastor. Hi, John. If you're listening, I'll tell you to listen to this. And it's been really wonderful to be consistently in interaction with him and, and have that expression of the masculine um I spent more time with my friends boyfriends with other guys that I met like meeting guys at dance classes hanging out like just being around more men and having more interactions and learning how I feel around them and like I said before learning to have brother relationships with men without assuming that every interaction that I have with a man means they want to have sex with me or take advantage of me at some point which sounds just silly when you say it out loud but that's how I was feeling um yeah and just building my discernment yeah i'm just reading my notes here if you have any questions now would be a wonderful time to write them out i'm gonna finish this episode up and then i'll take some questions if you have any i think the biggest thing is like pulling your energy back to you honoring yourself holding your self-trust healing your divine relationship with the masculine letting it go and from that space of safety and surrender, I've noticed that more men come to me for friendship, for romance, for client relationships. And it is so much easier for me to very quickly say yes, 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 or no, no, right? So if you're listening to this, you might be looking to heal trauma with your, with your relationship with men to have better relationships. Or maybe so that you can work with men. They seem different, but at the core, they're the same. What we want to do is find the safety and connection inside. And it's very simple, but it requires showing up and it requires getting so curious in a way that you have never, ever been curious before. If you want to do something that is different, you need to do something that is different. You need to change the pattern. I teach all of this inside of all of my programs and one-on-one -on -one coaching, and we have a couple of things that are happening at the moment. So if you want to apply this work to relationships, I'm going to invite you to straight away book an expansion call 
where I'm going to come on as an integrative, certified integrative somatic trauma therapist and pull on. I've spent, spent four years doing relationship coaching full-time now. I've worked with hundreds of clients. When you book your expansion call, you and I are going to look at your relationship with men and we are going to create a four-step plan for you to begin healing it using the intelligence of your body. We might end up working together. We might not. We'll have to figure that out on the call. We'll have a conversation about it. The only thing that you need to know, you don't need to know budget or what you want or anything if you want to work together. The only thing you need to know when you book your expansion call is if you're ready to change. And on that call, we will make a plan for you to change. If you want to apply this work um, in your entrepreneurial journey, before you book your expansion call, I'm going to invite you to sign up for my free immersive workshop, which is happening on Friday, which is called The Embodied Entrepreneur. Uh, I'm really, really excited. We're going to be covering the four nervous system basics to create an entrepreneurial journey for the rest of your life that is full of ease and pleasure and abundance and success and satisfaction and healthy relationships with men, if that is a part of your goal as an entrepreneur, if that's something that you want. From that space, I'm going to be pulling on 10 years of experience as an entrepreneur in both the offline world and the online world and the past couple of years working with clients in the entrepreneurial space to help them build businesses that respect their body, respect their nervous system, um, respect their desires, respect their past traumas, and respect the lifestyle that they really, really want. You will find the links for both inside of my bio. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you will find the links for both inside of the little podcast description. And I can't wait to see you there. Okay, questions? Hmm, thank you, Stella. Is this going to be posted on my Insta page? Yeah, I'm going to post it right now. You can come back to it. You can save it. You can send it to your friends. Mm. Yay. This is a good conversation. It's really nice having you guys to feedback off. 